My name is Candace Day, and today we are going to talk about short-term rentals in Colorado mountain towns. Welcome to Mountain Real Estate. My name is Candace Day with Ecospace Group at Your Castle Real Estate. Today I'm going to talk about short-term rental rules um, around Colorado mountain towns. I've done one that's focused on short-term rentals in Summit County because there was a myriad of rules. Um, and this time I'm going to breeze over Summit County and then share the rules across the state. So let's get started. First, I'll start with the town of Breckenridge because it is easy. Uh, so they are not issuing any new licenses. Their current license count is around 3,000 and they want to get down to 2,200 short-term rental licenses. Uh, they only basically reduce those licenses when properties change hands for a place that was short-term rented, had a short-term rental license and no longer does. So some people think that will take years to kind of achieve their goal. The second kind of section of Summit County that I'll breeze through is Silverthorne, Dillon, and Frisco. There's been a lot of discussions in those areas, but no real restrictions uh, they have talked about changes to tax rates and occupancy rates, but they still allow short-term rentals with no limitations for the quantity of days. Uh, and then the third piece of Summit County is uh, unincorporated Summit County, which includes resort zones like Keystone and Copper, as well as neighborhood zones, which is basically the rest of the county. We have three tiers. One is a primary residence, which you can rent unlimited. Then there's a tier two, which majority of people will fall in that allows 135 days of rentals. And then the third tier is uh, requires a lot more paperwork, but would increase that 135 days for a second homeowner. Um, so those are kind of the three tiers in unincorporated Summit County. So that's Summit County, which I discussed in another podcast uh, and now I want to look at some other neighboring areas around uh, Summit County in Colorado. So Winter Park has kind of followed the town of Frisco or the Summit County model um, without the restrictions, but adding incentives. So they are giving money to people on top of their rents to convert short-term rentals to long-term rentals. And really that just increases the supply for the workforce which is hard to compete with short-term rentals right now. Um, next, we'll talk about Eagle and Avon. So they restrict short-term rentals in the core district and they're pretty strict about those, uh, but they allow short-term rentals kind of on the outskirts of town. Durango only allows short-term rentals in two of the six neighborhoods um, and they restrict the total number of licenses. So they have pretty good restrictions and those have been in place kind of longer than most of these other mountain towns. Next, we'll go up towards Salida. Salida also has very strict restrictions. They only allow one short-term rental per block. Um, so they have kind of limited the number just based on location. So those short-term rental licenses are pretty coveted. Next, we'll go to Crested Butte. There's been a lot of negotiation at, in Crested Butte. Uh, and what they decided and landed on is limiting the short-term rentals to 30% of the units in town. So they still allow them as of now, but they limit the numbers. Um, 
Aspen, again, has also been having a lot of discussions. They've had a workforce housing issue for a long time, but they uh, don't have any restrictions right now. They are making short-term rental licenses renew annually, and we're seeing that kind of a lot in these municipalities to allow them that flexibility if they do need to change rather than an unlimited license forever. So that's Aspen. Now we'll move over towards Steamboat. So Steamboat has been kind of in the news a lot just because they are really in the heat of making decisions right now. They are considering a cap on total number of licenses, and they're also discussing overlay zones. But those overlay zones are really focused on targeting those single-family homes. Uh, they aren't. They're currently talking about exceptions for multifamily homes, which some people agree with and some people disagree with. But they don't have any decisions as of yet, and it's February 2022. Uh, then we'll move over to Leadville. Leadville currently has a cap kind of similar to Breckenridge unless it's owner occupied. So if you are owner occupied, you can still get a rental license. Uh, then we'll move lastly down to Telluride because that one is easy. There is a two-year suspension, so they're not issuing any new licenses. So as you can see, it's kind of a patchwork across different Colorado mountain towns, but different municipalities are incentivizing or disincentivizing in different ways. And for those that have nothing in place, everyone is talking about it and looking at what those potentials could look like. So that's kind of on the municipality level. And now I'm going to go to the state level. So the state has taken notice of kind of the workforce housing issues across our Colorado mountain towns and really kind of everywhere, but focused on these resort towns where prices have really increased, which kind of pushes that workforce out, even from rent increase, because short-term rentals are so economically viable that long-term rentals have even gone up. So Colorado is considering a bill. There's a couple bills kind of in the works in the legislature. We'll see where things end up. But one of them is where local municipalities could apply for state funding to incentivize property owners to rent to long-term tenants, similar to what Summit, Unincorporated Summit County and Winter Park are doing. And the cities and counties can still manage their regulations in this bill because they acknowledge that each of these towns have their own unique situations that the community can better deal with. But they are looking to provide this fund that they can kind of help these small towns accommodate the incentives to make the economics work. Another bill would potentially allow municipalities to tax short-term rentals as commercial property or as hotels. So there's different kind of nightly taxes for hotels, but also they would change the property taxes from a residential to a commercial property, which would increase uh, the tax on these properties. And the third one being considered um, is requiring the short-term rental platforms like Airbnb and VRBO to share info with municipalities so that the municipalities have the information and the data to help regulate and enforce and just ensure compliance with their zoning regulations or their short-term rental requirements. So those are some state level things to consider around the country. This is an ever evolving um, space as we have all seen the last two years, um, a lot of changes to workforce, housing, prices, and we were all cooped up, so everyone's ready to vacation. Um, 
So there's a lot more to come on this. I think that's a good summary of where we're at in Colorado mountain towns as of today. Uh, but I'll report back as we have significant changes. You can find my contact info in the show notes or find me at Candice Day, spelled D-E, dot com. Thanks so much for joining on Mountain Real Estate today. We'll talk to you next time. So long.